Welcome to the Modern Elder Woman Podcast, soon to be called Blueprint Breakers. We are here today to start a conversation, to assemble resources, and to build a community. This podcast is for empowered women in midlife and beyond who are preparing for or in the midst of a powerful third age. My name is Amy A. Palmer. I am your host and facilitator for our conversations. All women are welcome here, and we will also be highlighting and spotlighting all the women over 45 who are living an untraditional lifestyle. That's who we call Blueprint Breakers. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. Would love to hear from you. Would love to hear your feedback, your ideas, your suggestions, or if you'd like to be part of a future episode, you can reach me at amyapalmer.com. And to get information about our upcoming global launch party throughout the month of June, sign up at community.blueprintbreakers.com. Last summer, at the tail end of my summer transformational sabbatical, I applied for and was accepted into Glowatanmo's Bali Business Bootcamp. So I signed up um, last August. Now, keep in mind, I was not looking for a program. I was not looking for a trip. I didn't particularly have Bali on my travel bucket list. And I wasn't even really looking for a mentor at that time. I was really very much engaged in my sabbatical, um, which was all about just reconnecting with, with nature and with physical activity and taking care of my spiritual, emotional health and just being open to figuring out what, what's next for me um, and what this next season of life will bring. And I, you know, I had admired Glow for uh, uh, quite a while. I was following her online for almost two years. Um, She was one of the coaches for the Growth Day program that I had been a part of um, that I've talked about a few times online. That was um, Brenda Burchard's um, coaching program that was very helpful to me throughout the pandemic and beyond um, in terms of really staying connected and trying to figure out what what's next. Um, and Glow stood out to me as one of the coaches that I really resonated with the most. She over-delivered every month um, when she showed up for to teach her session. And it was always a blend of... Uh, incredible inspiration because um, if you know her, if you follow her, um, you know, she just, she gives off this this light and this warm energy, this warm, inviting energy. So it was a combination of that. But what I also like about Glow is that she's not all the woo-woo warm stuff. Um, she also has, she makes sure that she gives you very tangible, tactical actions um, and shares specific knowledge. Um, and she did that month after month after month. Um, and so I really connected with her. And so when the 
when when I saw her talking about this business boot camp, um, and it wasn't it wasn't a hardcore sales campaign. It wasn't um, an aggressive marketing campaign. It was literally something that you know she's been doing for years. She, I, I guess, has done it you know once or twice a year for several years, and it was really just sharing some of the experiences from previous ones. And I'm not sure what made me immediately know I wanted to do it, even though I immediately had like this pit in my stomach being nervous about it. Um, I just, I knew, I, I didn't know why. I just knew I had to experience uh, this experience, you know? all of it, every every part of it. And there were a lot of elements of it that intimidated me and made me nervous. Um, but I also felt drawn to it. Um, so, uh, so that's, that's what brought me to Bali. Um, and so I've known since last August that I had this experience coming up in April of 2023, this past April, towards the end of the month. And so I had months and months and months to, to think about it, to look forward to it, to get nervous about it, etc. But um, that's a little bit of the why behind the trip. In the months and weeks leading up to the trip, I spent a lot of time thinking about what I hoped to get out of it, the questions that I wanted to have answered, the clarity that I wanted to receive, um, thoughts and ideas about my business and about my podcast and where that's all going, and about my life on a, on a bigger scale, um, and what I hoped to get from this uh, experience that I was looking forward to. Uh, at the same time, I had my anxiety and fear over the experience was growing. The closer it came to the date, um, the more it grew, uh, and I. Try, I, I tried to get to the root of what the anxiety and the fear was all about. I tried to peel the layers back. Um, normally, in the past, I would have tried to uh, figure out ways to erase the anxiety or cover it up or distract myself from it. Um, but this time around, I just sort of dove into it um, to try to figure it out. So there were a lot of things that contributed to the anxiety and the fear. It was the furthest I've ever traveled by myself. Um, Bali is in Indonesia. Never been to Indonesia. Um, I've briefly been to Asia sort of on my way to other places. And because I, I, knew, so, I knew so little about that part of the world and about the culture and about the people. I was very, very, very intimidated and nervous about that. The other thoughts and feelings that were coming up is that I realized that the older I get, the more vulnerable I feel. Uh, and at the same time, I also recognize that those are just thoughts, thoughts that I'm having, thoughts that I'm more vulnerable. Uh, and in in past, in recent years, in California, there were definitely times where my health was not at its best. And I 
felt vulnerable in public on a, on a few different times where, you know, I, I fell sick or um, felt weak or whatever. And so I definitely was having worries that, you know, what if something happens when I'm so far away and on my own and how, you know, how will I navigate those situations? And, you know, and just the whole unfamiliarity of it. Um, I mean, I've traveled alone before. I've gone far places before. I've stayed in foreign countries by myself before. But for some reason, and plus, this is the first big out-of-country trip I've taken post-pandemic. So I think, you know, anxiety and vulnerability and everything has compounded over these last couple of years. Um, plus menopause. I know that that's a contributing factor too. I think that affects how we think and feel about things. But I was just, I had a lot of thoughts and nerves about it. And in the weeks and then the days leading up, it, it became pretty high level. It was a high level of anxiety. I really had to practice breathing, meditation. Um, I tried talking about it with people that I trust and care about because a lot of times saying it out loud helped, made it better. Uh, because in spite of all the, the fear and anxiety, I knew that this is the right thing to do. Uh, I mean, one amazing thing about Glow is that she's very, very, very generous about refund situations or, you know, if you have to back out and having to, you know, adjust things accordingly. Um, you know, she, she gives a lot of grace for people. Um, and I could have backed out at, at some point, but I knew in my core that, that this was the right thing to do and that I'm going in the right direction and that, um, I'm on the right path. Uh, even as like, I had additional anxiety about the money and the finances, uh, I, lost a particular client uh, account due no fault of my own uh, in the weeks prior to my trip. So I had a pretty significant loss of income just prior to the trip. So I obviously was nervous about that, the money that I'd be spending and, you know, taking the time to try to replace the in income and figuring out what's next. But even in those moments, like once I like settled my mind and just really centered myself and connected into my core, um, my spirit, my higher self, how, what, however you want to describe it, whether it's prayer, whether it's meditation, um, I knew that this was the right direction. This was the right thing. And I knew that everything was going to work out financially and otherwise. And I knew that this was an experience that I had to have, um, even though every aspect of the planning um, gave me nerves. You know, even, you know, setting up the flights, figuring out where to fly to and where to stay when I get there and how long should I stay and should I go early and should I stay late? <laughs> All the things. Um, so it was, it was like a bit of a roller coaster up and down as I worked through it. Uh, and at the core of it, I knew that this, it was all going to pay off. Getting to Bali was not easy. It's not an easy trip. Um, I flew from JFK in New York uh, 
uh, to the Doha airport, Hamad, I can't remember the name of the airport, the Doha airport in Qatar uh, to Bali. And I booked via American Airlines. Um, I searched through lots of different airport opportunities, lots of different airline opportunities. I consulted with a friend of mine who's a travel agent, Amy Rasmussen, who's with With A View Travel. Got some recommendations from her. And I did ultimately decide to upgrade my tickets. I used all all the points that I possibly could use that I had uh, amassed over the years um, to upgrade to business class to make the trip more comfortable. And I cannot stress enough how worth it that was. Uh, And if there's any way when you make a trip that far that you can plan in advance and figure out the best way to to fit that into your budget, um, that's definitely the way to go because I was able to have one of those, you know, lay flat pods um, for every leg of the flight so I could actually sleep so I wasn't completely beat up by the end of it. Now, on the way out, it took two days to get there because I left in the evening of, um, I think it was uh, Tuesday night, I left JFK and I arrived in Bali Thursday afternoon because of the time change. It's 12 hours ahead of New York uh, and because of the long flights. The first flight was about 12, 13 hours. Then I had like an eight or nine hour layover in the Doha airport and then another eight hour flight. Uh, if it wasn't for the business class, I don't know that that experience would have been as enjoyable as it was. I mean, the actual traveling from New York to Bali was really enjoyable. Um, The luxury, the service, the food, uh, the lounges at the airport. um, Yes, I do have a priority pass. In most cases, the business class lounge was a little nicer than the priority pass lounge. Um, But, you know, so I had like all my meals in between, you know, during my layover, all my food was covered because I ate at the lounge. Um, I, I booked a room at their, the hotel that's in the airport so that I could shower and freshen up. I used their indoor swimming pool. I got a foot massage. So the two days from New York to Bali was really, really enjoyable. And um, it helped with that low level anxiety that I, you know, that I st- still had going on as I was traveling to Bali. So that was, you know, amazing just getting there. So save up your points and go business class whenever you can. When I arrived in Bali, uh, here's another really cool thing about Glow. She thinks about every nuanced detail. Um, Even though I had decided to arrive a week early, a week before the boot camp starts. So I stayed several days before. The boot camp itself was five days. I stayed several days after. So almost three weeks all total for the entire trip. Uh, so even though I was arriving a week early, she still arranged for a service, a, a, a local service. So, so this young um, Balinese man met me as soon as I got off the airport, uh, got off the airplane. And he helped me with my bags, 
but also escorted me through immigration, you know, every single line and process. And we were able to go through express lines. So I was literally out of the airport, probably less than 10 minutes, because uh, I, I didn't check bags. I actually ma- uh, managed to do all carry on, which is a whole other um, subject. That was a goal of mine um, that I succeeded. So he helped me with my carry on bags and he escorted me right to the driver that was going to take me to my hotel. So I had set up my hotel arrangements uh, with with a view travel. Um, and my first hotel was the, the Ritz Carlton. And so they, it was part of the perks was they were coming to pick me up at the airport. So um, uh, Yuda, uh, who's the young man who met me at the, at the airport, escorted me right to the driver. Um, so I didn't have to worry about being in an unfamiliar place, being on my own, not knowing where to go, uh, not being able to read signs, although it turns out most of the signs are in English, um, all of that stuff. So it, it was a great way to sort of be welcomed. And it was a great piece of care and customer service on the, on the part of GLOW. Now, the environment, uh, the culture. So when I got to Bali, um, obviously I was a, a a little bit tired, but also had an adrenaline rush. So it was very exciting just even, uh, riding to the, you know, riding to the hotel. Um, and it was, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful country. And the interesting thing, part about the Ritz Carlton is in Nusa Dua, which is sort of the south part of the island. It's a resort area. It's more of a high-end area. And I had opted to do uh, something resort-like at the beginning. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't all that familiar with the different regions of Bali, so um, but I was trying to stay in three different parts of it uh, throughout my time there. And it's obviously it's very tropical, very green and lush. Um, the water is beautiful. Um, there's also it's like a mix of like the towns themselves are not high end looking. There's a lot of I, I drove through a lot of impoverished areas uh, and lots of traffic, lots of scooters, lots and lots and lots of scooter traffic. Um, so that the infrastructure is a little bit chaotic. I would have been very intimidated to try to drive there. I don't think I could, personally, I don't think I could do that. Um, but I just, I just took in all of the sites. It was beautiful, even just like riding uh, to the resort. The resort itself, obviously, was stunning. And I was lucky enough to get upgraded <laughs> when I arrived, um, thanks to my connection. Uh and, and part of the virtuoso uh, travel unit. Um, so I was upgraded to a private villa. So I had my own villa with, with its own pool, um, an outdoor bath and shower, an indoor bathroom, huge uh, master bedroom, huge closets, just really, really nice um, and beautiful and private. So it was a great way to sort of ease into my trip and to really have some good time um, 
reflecting, relaxing, soaking up the area. I wasn't really there for vacation. I was there for planning, soul searching, figuring out my business, all of that kind of thing. So I, I took full advantage of all the amenities and all the opportunities um, at the resort. Um, and it was a great way to start. Um, I did venture off the resort once in those first few days, and I felt very uneasy. I actually uh, went in search of a nail salon because the spa on site um, didn't didn't do nails and I badly needed a pedicure. So I ventured out looking for a nail salon and just felt very not, not that I was unsafe. I just, I felt unsafe. I know that I wasn't physically unsafe, but I didn't know where I was going or what I was doing. Um, and the surroundings, the, the area immediately around the resort was not, uh, it was not conducive to just sort of exploring. Um, and so I did feel very uneasy. Um, and that was a trend that continued that, uh, in terms of if I tried to venture out into a place that was too unfamiliar by myself, I, I did, I didn't feel, you know, back, there was definitely back in the day where I would have felt pretty fearless in those <laughs> situations. And, you know, I don't feel as fearless on, on that anymore, but luckily, the resort itself is was huge enough and had enough going on that I filled up uh, my time uh, as I uh, had those days leading up to the boot camp itself. So Ritz Carlton in uh, is it Dua Nusa? Uh, where is it? Yes, Nusa Dua. <laughs> Nusa Dua was absolutely amazing. Shout out to them. Shout out again to With A View Travel. So because those first several days was just wonderful. Some beach time, some pool time, some spa time, you name it. Then it was time for the actual business boot camp itself. We had an amazing villa. Um, there were six of us staying in the villa. We all had our own uh, suite, master suite. And it was in the middle of Semenyak, a town um, in still, I think that's still considered south-ish, central-ish of the island. Um, but it was in the middle of Semenyak, the town, um, which was cool because it, that was definitely walkable. We could explore, um, we could check out the area, which was great. Um, so the boot camp itself, I'm not going to get into a lot of the nitty gritty of it because uh, what I got from the boot camp will be evident and you'll see it unfold in the coming weeks and months just here in the podcast and in, uh, with my business. And if you follow me online, um, you'll see it. But the the biggest thing is it, I really, I felt connected to my mission and my vision for the podcast, my business, my purpose, and the content and way the way Glow took us through the workshops each day, uh, it really provided the clarity that I was looking for. I was looking for strategic and tactical approaches for achieving my vision, and I received all of that and more. Um, Glow, one of Glow's um, 
areas of genius is just really around creating a personal brand, creating a business model that works for her, that works for her lifestyle, and how to communicate and get her message out um, in such a way that it creates a movement and it has ultimately created a very successful successful business for her um, that has allowed her to um, live a life of purpose um, and the fact that she's able to continue to evolve her business and change directions and change you know areas and topics that she wants to dive into um, that's very impressive to me and that and that's what I want so um, I learned we, we learned a lot about how did she how does she do that and how did she do that a little bit about her journey um, and then a lot of just the function and the tactics and um, you know how how to get your message out on um, on social media, uh, how to engage with the audience, all kinds of um, incredible information. Um, I feel like the boot camp itself, with what I learned, it paved the way to stepping into an existence that I haven't experienced before. Um, the word expansion came up pretty early in the week um, as we were talking about leveling up and getting to a new level. Uh, we replaced that thought with this idea of expansion um, and, and just filling up. Instead of like a hierarchical climbing of levels, it's more of a stepping into the fullness of who you are and what your life is about. And I feel like this ex- experience really helped me do that. I've, for most of my adult life, I've had this vision for my life that always felt like a little outside my reach, a little beyond what I could do. And I've always had sort of the, these limiting beliefs that uh, I'm I'm capable of a lot. I don't, don't get me wrong. I've always been confident in my ability to a point. So I've always envisioned this level that I could get to, but I I never felt that what's beyond that level was for me. That's not for me, for people like me, whatever that means. Um, And that's for other people that have some other thing. Um, And this week, this time with Glow and the other women in this group, um, it gave me a glimpse into the life that I could lead. It became more crystal clear and I became rooted in certainty. Like I, I just, I feel so certain about what I'm doing, even though there's still a lot of unanswered questions um, and, you know, a lot of hesitancy. I can see it. I can feel it. And it feels more real. So that was a, that was a big part of the week uh, for me. And so from a learning standpoint, it, it was all absolutely priceless. The women at the boot camp. Whew. Glow, of course. Shavara, Caramel, Terry, and Jules. Uh Huge shout out to each of these. I, I mean, I can't even come up with the, you know adjectives that are big enough to describe <laughs> these women. Uh, day one, 
when we were ju- we were just sort of breaking the ice and just having some initial conversations, I felt myself start to weep. Uh, and uh, on a break, one of my colleagues asked me, so what, what was behind that emotion? Where did that come from? And I told her, I said, I just felt overcome with profound gratitude to be in that room and to be in that space. I just felt so honored to be there. I, you know, I can't even describe the depth of that feeling. Here's part of what it was. Um, I was the small fish in the pond. Um, and it's it's been a while since I was the smallest fish in a pond. And it felt good. Um, each of the each of the women that were there um, have already built something. They were are you know they they're way ahead of me in terms of where they are with their businesses. They've accomplished big things. They're living big lives. Um, they're doing amazing things. They're traveling all over the world, and I just felt so inspired and empowered. Um, just hearing them share their stories and their experiences and what what they're doing. So that it filled me up. I mean, I just felt so grateful that I was able to uh, be filled with these stories and these experiences and learn you know, and be educated by each of the women that were in that room. So it was freaking amazing. Um, one of the things that I'm most proud of from the week, and I, I shared this with my friend Andrea when she picked me up when I got home. Um, I was so proud that by the end of the week, each of them in different ways expressed to me a desire to uh, to collaborate, to continue the connection, to help each other out. Um, each of them validated my mission and my vision and um, felt connected to what I was trying to accomplish. And that was just huge. And I'm just so proud of the fact that, 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 that those types of connections happened during that week. The experience inside the experience. I, I couldn't give a Bali trip update without talking about this, but I'm not ready to go completely all in because I feel like I have so much more to say on this and I, I've been journaling about it and I, I don't quite have the root of what I want to say. Um, but all of that to say, uh, the experience behind the experience is the fact that uh, I was the only white woman in a group of all black women for an extended period of time, several days. We stayed in a house together for several days. And I had the realization that at 56 years of age, I, that I, that's never happened to me before. I can't think of another time where, where I was the only white person or white woman in a room 
for an extended period of time. Uh, I was I I was nervous about this going into the trip. So I we actually I had a a call a one on one call with Glow months before the trip happened, and I shared some of my hesitation. I was nervous about my age. Um, because Glow is more than 20 years younger than me, and so she attracts a younger audience. So I was very nervous about, I, you know, I didn't want to be the, uh, you know, the mother. Of, like, I, di- I didn't want to be an invasive, like, old lady in the group. And I was worried about my my race, ethnicity, that, you know, and I didn't, I didn't want to ruin what would be a safe space for black or uh uh any women of color that wanted to come together for this experience i didn't want to ruin that even though it this program was not marketed in that way it's not targeted specifically uh towards women of color i just was mindful of that and you know i i i asked glow about it she reassured me that you know she attracts people from all over the world and, you know, actually occasionally some men too, all ages, all backgrounds, etc. cetera. Uh, but it was a little bit in the back of my mind and I, w- I wasn't really sure what that, you know, what the experience was going to be like. And you know, just having the realization that I've never experienced that before was, was one thing. Um, the other thing is, you know, race was was discussed. Um, and it was, you know, it was discussed pretty regularly, understandably so. I mean, it comes up a lot because it comes up a lot. You know, uh, it it's mentioned every day because it happens every day. Uh, and so my experience of it, I'm, I'm still processing that. I'm, I'm process. Here's what I can say what I appreciated and what I felt beyond honored was for the first time I got a teeny tiny little glimpse of the perspective of these women that I was with. Um, And, you know, it was awesome to have other perspectives, other views. Um, They've all lived different lives than I have. Um, but specifically through this particular lens, I, I could almost like it was just like I could almost see it. Obviously, I'll I'll never fully get it, and I'll never fully experience it. Um, I can't, as you know, a middle aged white woman. Um, but I, I I got a glimpse of it, and and I just feel I I just I really I just felt honored to be able to even have that opportunity, to be honest. Um, but as I said, I'm, I'm still dissecting and processing this aspect of the experience um, because it's huge and it's bigger than a, a, you know, a little podcast update. Um, so I'm really trying to figure it out and articulate it for myself and figure out um, what this experience uh, means. I'm just... Uh, not what it means, but um, what can I take from it and how can I add to it, I guess. Um, So that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) 
oh, the excursions and the pampering. Woo! So throughout my trip, I was able to stay in three different areas, uh, Nusa Dua, Seminyak, and Sanur. And most of the excursions took place during the boot camp week. Glow really made sure that we experienced the island. Um, we visited a coffee plantation. We had Luwak coffee, which is, I don't even look it up. It's disgusting, but <laughs> it didn't taste good. But uh, the rest of the coffees and teas were, were really, really, were, there were some, definitely some delicious ones there. We went to the rice fields in Ubud, uh, the Bali swing. We went to a uh, a day club at a waterfall. We went to the monkey forest. We took a helicopter ride. We had dinner under an aquarium. Um, when I was on my own um, the last week in Bali, I visited a lot of local museums and temples. I went on a scooter ride. So lots of new experiences, a lot of fun, a lot of pampering. Glow actually uh, treated us to in-room massages twice during the week at night before we went to sleep, which was just absolutely wonderful. So had a lot of fun. And if you follow me on Instagram, which I'm there, Amy Amy Palmer dot today, um, you can find me on Instagram. You your feed was probably flooded with some of my updates and pictures and adventures, etc. So so much to do in Bali and such a, a great time as well, along with all of the life-impactful experiences. After the boot camp was over, I'm glad I gave myself a few days uh, to stay a little longer. And that's where I was in Sanur, um, which was a really, really cool beach town. Really, really enjoyed it. Wouldn't have minded staying longer. Uh, I was able to really venture out into the town, um, explore, lots of time to reflect, lots of time to start implementing some ideas, getting some work done, getting some planning together, sort of processing everything that I had gathered from the from the boot camp and organizing it and making plans. So that all was really, really fabulous. I did have moments, though, where I was longing for some companionship. I wish I had had one of my friends with me. Um, and I felt that way at the beginning of the trip and the end of the trip. Uh, it would have been really, really nice to just have some time uh, with someone else. So uh, so there, there was moments of that. Uh, luckily, I'm, I'm good at being on my own and I can enjoy the solitude, but definitely had some moments where I wish somebody else was there. Then coming home. So the trip home was also enjoyable um, because of using my points for the upgrade. So that that was good. Uh, and I was also glad that one of my nearest, dearest friends, Andrea, um, she drove hours to come get me at the airport. So she met me at JFK. It was great to have her to sort of download all of my initial thoughts and feelings about the experience. Um, it is tough coming back from an experience like that, coming back into your normal day-to-day life, uh, navigating the jet lag, um, which was real. Um, I felt my existence shrinking again, if that makes any sense. I, 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 I had this expansive experience in Bali and I had this expansive vision of where, where I'm taking my life. 
um, and then going back to the current reality just felt smaller for me in some ways. So there's, so there's a challenge of that. And what helps me with that right now, so now I'm about two weeks, I think it was about two weeks ago that I got back, maybe, maybe slightly, no, about two weeks. Um, but I'm, I'm, I have I have the whole Bali experience locked in a vault in my mind and heart and I visit it at any time whenever I want. And the vision that I have for my life is is very clear and safe there. And so I think about that often to stay connected to it, to stay connected to the magic of that experience, to stay, to stay connected to the vision. I have opted to continue to work with glow in the coming months to get uh, her continued support as I, you know, as I continue to build um, my business and implement everything that I've learned um, and designed over these last couple of weeks. Um, So, so coming back home can be tricky, you know, and, you know, there's, there's definitely a little bit of a post trip letdown. um, But I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not letting that take me over. In the past, I probably would have let that simmer for a lot longer. Um, And the way that I'm not letting that happen is I'm staying busy, I'm staying active, and I'm staying connected to the plan that I put together when I was in Bali. So all in all, um, life-changing experience. Um, I'm excited to see where things go for me as a result of what I experienced in those three weeks. Here's my question to you, my question, my challenge to you. Is it time to shake things up? How can you expand beyond your comfort zone? Think about that. You know, maybe you don't have to go halfway around the world. Maybe you don't have to you know, spend the money that I did <laughs> or go as far as I went. Maybe you don't need a program or a boot camp or whatever. Um, but is there something that you need to do to shake things up uh, and stretch yourself a little bit? And what would that look like for you? So that that would be my challenge to you. My question to you is, you know, how can you expand? What does your expansion look like? Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the Modern Elder Woman podcast, soon to be called Blueprint Breakers. Thank you for listening to my Bali experience. I would love to get your input, your feedback, your suggestions. You can reach me at amy at amyapalmer.com. As you may have heard, uh, starting June 1st, this podcast will be called Blueprint Breakers, and we are going to have a month-long global launch party starting June 1st. So to get in on all of those details all of the upcoming speakers, all the fabulous topics, all the online special events, please come to us at community.blueprintbreakers.com. Sign up there and you will be in the loop on everything that's coming. 
and you will receive my first free gift to you. You will get the Solo Aging Resources Guide from our recent guest expert, Jeanette Liardi. You may remember her from the episode, Who Will Take Care of Us When We're Old? So this is a list of resources, valuable information to help prepare us for those later years. So join us, community.blueprintbreakers.com for all the information as we say farewell to the modern elder woman and say hello to the Blueprint Breakers.